0: Mmm, that saffron smells incredible! Hi, this is Play Me a Recipe. I'm Nick Sharma, food writer, cookbook author, and kitchen scientist columnist for Food52. Today I'll be making my green olives and chorizo stuffing from my latest cookbook, The Flavor Equation. The recipe is linked in the show's notes if you need to refer to it, but otherwise we'll be gathering ingredients, slicing, dicing, and baking everything alongside each other. Feel free to pause or jump back if you need a second. The holidays are when this stuffing recipe makes an appearance at my table. In many ways, the bread and I are similar. We're both constantly learning from our environment and absorbing the different things we experience. Green olives are my ode to my home state of California, while the chorizo, saffron, and vinegar speak for the India I grew up in. For this recipe, you'll need a ciabatta or sourdough loaf, a stick of unsalted butter, some saffron and sea salt, about 3-4 pounds of chorizo, a large leek, medium yellow onion, four garlic cloves and two large tart baking apples. I've got Granny Smith apples with me today. You'll also need one-fourth pound of dried cherries, a handful of walnut halves, one-fourth cup of apple cider or malt vinegar, a can of buttery green olives, three cups of low-sodium chicken stock, two large eggs and of course some chopped cilantro and parsley to garnish. You'll also need a baking sheet parchment paper and foil, a large baking dish, either glass or ceramic are fine, and a medium saucepan. So first we'll start by drying out the bread. I'm preheating my oven to 200 Fahrenheit and while the oven heats up, let's go ahead and tear this bread into cubes. I like a combination of tart, sweet, and spicy flavors, and this stuffing is centered around those ideas. Mingled in are assortment of delicious textures from smooth to crunchy. Now, you really don't need to dry your bread if you have stale bread at home. The whole point of heating the oven up at 200 Fahrenheit, which is actually quite low, is it dehydrates the bread. And so this helps the bread to absorb more liquid as it cooks with the stuffing in the final step. Alright, I'm going to slide my bread into the oven. We'll let that go on for about one hour. You don't want the bread to turn any sort of brown color. The goal here is just to dry it up. It should feel hard to touch like it'll crumble if you press on a cube. The cubes are looking great. They're dry, hard and ready to absorb our saucy mixture. Let's set this aside to cool for about an hour. This is important because if the cubes are too warm or too hot, the egg mixture will start to set and thicken before it actually enters the oven. So we want to minimize that and we're going to let this cool. While the bread cools, we've got some veggies to prep. We've got the leeks, the yellow onions, and the four garlic cloves that need to be thinly sliced. And this adds a really nice texture, but it also adds a savory note and also helps to build up the warmth in the flavor of the dish we also have the two granny smith apples that i'm going to core and dice i like to dice them because when you bite into it you get that juicy burst of sweet and tart flavors we've also got olives to take care of and the olives are going to be drained and then halved i like green olives but again if you have an olive that you really love by all means go ahead and add it to this dish Stuffing is one of those satisfying dishes that you can tweak and morph every year. I love the flexibility that it affords. For example, here I am using two ingredients that I grew up with in Goan cuisine, chorizo and vinegar. And those two ingredients are what makes this stuffing so special for me. So let's go ahead and bump the oven's temperature to 350 degrees Fahrenheit and then prepare a pan. I'm buttering a glass 9 by 13 by 2 inch dish but honestly any kind of baking dish or roasting pan will work here. You could use glass, you could use ceramic, you could use even cast iron. This will help the stuffing not only come out easily from the baking dish but also it helps with crisping on the sides of the pan. So I know it sounds kind of tedious to ask you to use 20 strands of saffron but there's a reason for this. I honestly have no idea what a pinch of saffron means. You know, it could be 10, it could be 15, it could be 20, it could be 25 strands of saffron. So to avoid all that confusion, I usually like to give a number in my recipes for the amount of saffron to use. And so in this case, it's 20 strands of saffron. You don't need to be exact, but just stay around that mark. Another thing that you'll notice that's really different here is that I grind my saffron with a little bit of salt. This is because salt acts like an abrasive and will help break the strands of saffron down into a fine powder which means you will get a really beautiful orange yellow color because there's better extraction since the saffron is broken down and you'll also get a stronger floral aroma. Now if you're doing desserts, use sugar instead of salt and you'll get the same result. Hmm, That saffron smells incredible. Let's get working on our aromatics. I'm setting up a medium saucepan on low heat and I'm going to add about 11 ounces of Portuguese chorizo to the dry pan. I like Portuguese chorizo because I can't get Goan chorizo out here and the flavors are very similar to Goan chorizo which is why I find it to be a very good substitute. Now we're gonna let this cook here over low heat until it just about starts to brown for about eight minutes or so. I'll meet you back here after the break. And we're back. I'm Nick Sharma, food writer, cookbook author, and the kitchen scientist, columnist at Food52. And we've been making my green olives and chorizo stuffing recipe for my latest cookbook, The Flavor Equation. You can also find this recipe linked in the show's notes, but as a reminder, I'll be cooking right alongside you. And you can feel free to pause or jump back if you need a little more time. Now that sausage is looking really nice and brown, and I can almost smell the spices in the sausage come out. The next thing that I'm going to add is a whole stick of butter and now I will add the sliced leeks and onions from earlier. We're going to cook these until they start to turn translucent. I'm not really looking for them to turn brown or caramelize. We'll get to that a little bit later in the oven. But for now we're just going to cook this for about 4 minutes till they turn translucent. And now lastly I'm going to add the garlic that I sliced earlier. Now you add garlic at the end because garlic has a tendency to burn very quickly and because we've got all these other ingredients in here they keep the temperature of the pan cooler so you can still have the garlic cook with heat but the heat's just not enough for it to get burnt. And now I'm going to stir in my saffron strands that I had ground earlier with the salt and you can smell the aroma of the saffron and the spices from the chorizo and the aromatics all come together so let's add in our diced apples the three ounces of cherries and the half cup of walnuts i'm still cooking this over low heat just enough to coat the new additions in all of that alien goodness and the flavors from the chorizo one of the things that you should look out for here is the cherries you want these dried tart cherries to turn plump That's a good sign of when to remove this pan off the stove. Now that my cherries are looking plump, I am going to remove my saucepan from the stove and the next thing that I'm going to do is fold in the olives as well as the bread that I had dried earlier and I'm also going to season this. Now, control how much salt you add at this stage because chorizo also has a certain amount of salt so try to account for that when you're seasoning the base of the stuffing. In a medium bowl, let's whisk together one cup of the stock with the two large eggs. Then the rest of the stock will go into this. Let's now pour this right over our bread mixture and fold it all gently so everything gets evenly wetted. I'm now going to leave this for about 30 minutes on my kitchen counter to absorb, but if you need a longer break, you're totally free to stick this covered into the refrigerator overnight. Okay, so we're ready to bake. I'm gonna cover my baking dish with foil, which helps to seal the moisture in as it cooks so the eggs set much nicer as they steam. Slide this into the oven and then let it cook for about 40 minutes till the liquid inside starts to steam and bubble a little bit. I'm gonna go check on my two cats because they've been quiet for too long and I really don't trust them. And I'm also not gonna try and think about the stuffing. And I'll see you guys in a little bit. The stuffing's been baking for about 40 minutes now. Let's go check on it. It's still a little bit moist, so let's peel the foil off, lower the temperature of the oven to 300 Fahrenheit, and then cook it. Uncover till it turns golden brown and crispy all over. I'll see you guys in about 20 minutes. Okay, let's grab a skewer. A knife's fine if that's all you have to test for done this. The stuffing should be pretty dry. The skewer will come out clean. Yep, this looks pretty good. Let's pull this out and let it cool for about 10 minutes or so. After it cools off, I'm going to garnish this with the chopped flat-leaf parsley and the chopped cilantro. How did yours turn out? Let me know how it all went by leaving a review. Again, you can find the written recipe in my new book, The Flavor Equation, or on food52.com. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season and happy cooking.